This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. October is about more than just Halloween. For many Mexicans and Mexican-Americans, it's also the time to celebrate and remember loved ones ahead of Day of the Dead, which is coming up on November 1st. Earlier this week, I visited the National Museum of Mexican Art in Pilsen, and I spoke with the museum's visual arts director and chief curator, Cesario Moreno. He walked me through the galleries of its exhibition about the holiday, which include altars or ofrendas honoring loved ones who were lost to COVID-19, the war in Ukraine, the mass school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, and much more. And he starts by explaining why you sometimes hear the holiday called both Dia de los Muertos and Dia de Muertos. There is no uh, correct way. Depends on where you come from in Mexico. And there's absolutely no debate or discussion about either or. We are here at the National Museum of Mexican Art, and we've stepped into this room. The first thing I noticed, it's dark. It is a little darker. I think our world is a little bit darker. Um, what you're looking at is a, a very dark space with one installation in it of children, and it's, it's sort of our way of protesting the gun violence that is happening all over the country. Um, with what happened this summer in Highland Park, uh, we, we just felt that continuing in our usual way of celebrating people who have passed away, remembering them, honoring them, sometimes when it comes to mass murders, uh, mass killings, that might be normalizing it. And so this year we made the first room very dark and as a space where people can think about gun violence, the toll it's taking on us, and maybe have people start thinking of it in different ways. You know, and you mentioned this installation with children, but before we take a closer look at that, I want to look up. What am I seeing right now? Rows and rows of what looks like lace. Most Mexican celebrations will have papel picado. So it's tissue paper that is hand cut with different designs. It's almost like stencils, right? Uh, and they're usually very, very bright and colorful and have multi, they're multicolored. This this year, it's not. We went with the dark, somber colors, again, adding to the darkness of this first room that is a space uh, uh, devoted to thinking about uh, uh, gun violence and the toll that that takes on society. Can we go take a look at the installation? Okay. So walk us through what uh, we're seeing here. Uh, this is a piece by Claudia Alvarez. She's from Mexico, but she's lived most of her life in the United States. She has created uh, small children uh, out of ceramic, and they're painted white. It's supposed to be about the Holy Innocence Day. It's a biblical story in which uh, children were put to death. They were killed. They were slaughtered by Herod, who was told of, of the birth of Christ. Uh, and so it was, it was the killing of, of children all over, uh, uh, Bethlehem. And so this piece for us really sort of symbolized the loss of children, which is not just from Old Testament biblical stories, it's actually from the newspapers in this country. The students at, at Moose Elementary School in Chicago, uh, created this installation, ofrenda, but they did it their own way. So again, instead of, spicy foods and mole and beer on the ofrenda. They have takis on there uh, and many other things that they know firsthand uh, that other children in Uvalde, Texas would have enjoyed and had uh, as a part of their life. They also have drawings, uh, almost like yearbooks, of all the children, uh, each of the victims. Wow. 
this is it's a lot. Um, you know what I'm even noticing? It's like every time I look back at it, I notice something new. The chalkboard. I didn't even see that before. The clock, just like a classroom. Oh, my goodness. What I find interesting is, so you've got five children here, and they're clearly mourning the loss of their own, in a sense. I mean, they're carrying candles. They're carrying flowers. Their faces are clearly somber. I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that kids are seeing this mass death at the same time, and they're also having to deal with losing friends to violence or what, whatever it may be. So talk more about that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Claudia created this piece, and unlike the usual sort of stances of children, which, you know, big smiles or running around, curiosity, playing with each other, uh, these children are clearly, as you mentioned, they're mourning, right? They're, they have their, their hands are folded, their hands are holding things, uh, their posture is one of sort of looking down. Um, and yeah, the, the, the mood that they're creating is, especially in the, the, the row, they're sort of standing in sort of a processional row. Uh, the mood is definitely one that makes you, um, feel that it is, it's sad, right? The, the, the children are not doing what children are supposed to be doing. And I think that it captures very well uh, the mood of many children in many schools as well as many towns when we hear week after week uh, about the different uh, uh, tragedies that happen across the country. 988, that new, uh, the, the new suicide uh, prevention hotline, or the new mental health yes. hotline. Yes. So this ofrenda, we don't just work with artists, which is what makes this exhibit challenging and keeps it very real. So it's not just about artwork, it's about people's lives. So this individual, uh, Norbella uh, Peña, Norbella Peña called us uh, early on in the year and said, I want to do something for my brother who passed away, who died of suicide. And she said, I want to call attention to the fact that it's such a taboo in our community. We don't talk about it. And really, this installation, this ofrenda, uh, it's devoted to her brother and pays homage to him, but at the same time, it has an underlying message for the community, which is there is help. There are people out there. You are not alone. And that message is a very important message to get out. Shall we go take a look at some more? And while we're doing that, I mean, let's talk about Dia de Muertos a little bit here. I, I would love to learn more about ofrendas. I know in direct translation, it's offerings. How do you use that as part of this holiday? So um, the tradition of Dia de Muertos, uh, that, which happens every year on November 1st and November 2nd in Mexican communities and towns all over Mexico and now in the United States as well, um, ofrendas are part of the celebration. It's part of the commemoration. It is sort of a private part. So the two aspects of Day of the Dead are the public and the private. The public takes place in the cemeteries where the towns, people gather, families gather, they sing, they pray, um, they drink, kids play around the cemetery, and it really sort of becomes a, a place uh, of, not a place that's sad, but a place where we remember those people who are still a part of our family, even though they're not physically with us. Celebrating their lives. Exactly. Even though it's Day of the Dead, it's actually a celebration of their lives. Afterwards, they go home, and that's where the private 
um, sort of celebration takes place. And what happens is people will build uh, altars to remember those family members. And so those altars will have offerings, thus the word ofrenda, right? Ofrenda are the offerings that are placed on the altar. And what ends up by happening is they create a space in their home that is devoted to ancestry and love and oral traditions. And the kids see the photos of their grandparents and they see the foods that are being placed down there for them. And they learn a little bit more about family members that perhaps they didn't get to know. It's large usually, right? It's pretty big. Um, they're, you know, in different towns, they do them differently, but certainly in the central part of Mexico uh, and in the southern part where there's a, a, a much uh, stronger indigenous influence, that's where they become exuberant and colorful, and uh, the house is filled with incense and candles and smells, and it is really uh, quite the celebration. Um, and, and in the end, I think, I think we do bring our family members to life again for that day by saying their names, by telling their stories, uh, by remembering all these wonderful things about them, and then passing that on to the next generation. It really is an important, very important uh, tradition in Mexico. So now we've turned the lights on. <laughs> That's the first thing I've noticed. It's, it's lighter, it's brighter. In, in the second room is probably where we begin what is... Uh, what we're most known for, which is the popular art, the, the folk art, uh, the pieces that are traditional, the pieces that are created by traditional artists and artisans from different parts of Mexico. We have paper mache, we have ceramic, we've got wood, uh, we've got a lot of textiles this year, and they all come from different states, and really it is the way in which um, people really understand the Day of the Dead in Mexico. Uh, the, the, the folk art has a way of capturing the heart of every celebration. That's not just for Mexico, it's, it's, you know, it's universal. And the folk art that we have on display here, um, are, are pieces that are created by some anonymous and others that are very well known and respected artisans. Um, the main altar or ofrenda that we have in this space, uh, is dedicated to different artisans who have lost their lives during the COVID pandemic. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous, colorful ofrenda, and it has so many pieces from different parts of Mexico, ceramics, wax candles that are uh, that look like they're little roses, little flower petals. Uh, we have carved gourds, uh, and of course we have uh, the, the very traditional uh, from Michoacan, sort of the, the flower cempasuchil uh, crosses that are put up at the cemetery. About that because I'm seeing skulls, I'm seeing flowers, butterflies, all associated with this holiday. Talk about that significance. Sure. You know, every every celebration has its icons and has its uh, uh, symbols. Uh, certainly Day of the Dead has many of them. The Sempasuchil flower, which is a, a very colorful marigold, is in season at this time, uh, but it also has a connection with the sun. Uh, since ancient indigenous times, Mesoamerican civilizations understood the connection of flowers and butterflies and hummingbirds and the sun, which was a very important deity for, for them. And so, and so the, the Sempasuchil flower has almost taken on exclusively this commemoration, this commemorative idea of Day of the Dead and celebrating the lives of people who are no longer with us. The butterflies 
they arrive back in Mexico. They, they cross North America from, from Canada all the way through the U.S. They arrive around the state of Michoacán and Estado de Mexico during these days. And the people there cannot help but make that connection of the arrival of the souls as well as the arrival of the butterflies. So, so symbolically, they have uh, also become a symbol for the Day of the Dead. Dia de Muertos isn't celebrated as much across Latin America as it is in Mexico. Is that yes, that's correct. Um, so, so uh, there are different aspects, different traditions uh, in across Latin America. Some of them have more to do with uh, All Souls Day, All Saints Day, from the Catholic tradition, um, and and certainly in parts of uh, uh, Central America, it's similar, very similar to what is in Mexico. But that's because there are no borders there. Right, those indigenous people that live in Central America are the same people that live in Chiapas or in Yucatan in Mexico, meaning they come from the same communities and do things in a very similar manner. But for the most part, uh, it is Mexico. It is the the parts where the indigenous uh, influence can still be seen and felt, where where it's the strongest, and it's kind of what we think of when we think of Day of the Dead. Anything else you can share about the artists featured here in this beautiful exhibit? Um, you know, the only thing I'll, I'll mention is that we do have a very nice section of textiles this year. Uh, textiles have often been overlooked in the in the uh, art world or the the folk art world, um, but this year we have a, a very nice selection, mostly from the state of Michoacan, from a specific area where they celebrate Day of the Dead very, very, um, very strongly. Um, and, and I think perhaps the reason why it's often overlooked, the textiles uh, are overlooked, is because it is seen as a craft, as utilitarian, and it's woman's work. And oftentimes, oftentimes the women uh, artists are overlooked for the male artists. So the wood carvers and the ceramicists oftentimes uh, get a little bit more of that spotlight as opposed to the women who are in groups, in home, uh, in their own sort of private spaces, weaving and embroidering. Uh, is that still the dynamic today? You know, today there is in Mexico there is a much more appreciation uh, for the for the textiles and the the art forms. Um, I think I think people are now realizing uh, the significance that the textiles have in in uh, maintaining the culture, whether it's through icons or traditions or through colors. Um, you know, by the time, by the time these women actually get to the loom, so much of the work has already been done, creating the string, uh, um, coloring it, dyeing it. You know, by the time they get to the home to, to actually do the weaving and the embroidery, uh, so much of that work, that labor, uh, has already been put into it. This holiday is personal to you as well. I'd love to know what Dia de Muertos means to you, Cesario. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, it's, the thing about Dia de Muertos is, personally, um, it really is a way for me to reconnect with my family, my family that's alive today and the family that's no longer with us. It's a beautiful time in which we remember, and uh, it's funny because even my kids now, they know exactly what goes on the altar. They know whose photo that is. They, they've heard the stories a hundred times, uh, and the most beautiful thing is to hear them uh, explaining to the even the younger kids 
who that is and the, the silly stories and memories we have of them. So as on a personal note, it really is a very powerful, powerful celebration uh, that, keeps, that keeps people alive and keeps our memories alive, not just within me, but within the family. And for the U.S., I feel that Mexico has incredible contributions besides our incredible cuisine. Uh, we have a lot of traditions that are ancient and wise and very, very healthy. And Day of the Dead is one of them. I love the fact that people now understand Day of the Dead and they're not afraid of it. They don't see it as something spooky or they don't see it like Halloween. They see it what it is, which is a celebration of life. That's a great point. I'm thinking of the folks listening to us right now and Maybe they don't celebrate Dia de Muertos, but how would you advise them to support friends and family who do? Right. You, you know, I have, I have friends who, uh, who are Italian. I have friends who are uh, perhaps not very religious, but they have also adopted this tradition. And the beautiful thing about it is um, it, it can be done in your own way. It, if you're not Mexican, your ofrenda and, and um, your, your altar doesn't have to be a Mexican altar. It can reflect uh, you. And so I think that the, the most important thing is that we keep it authentic by putting photos up of those people that mean a lot to us, putting elements on there, whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, uh, Portillo's hot dogs or, or whether it's an Italian beef or whatever it may be. Uh, that really celebrates your family uh, and really keeps those those recipes and those ideas fresh and alive. So I think that everybody really can create something, a space at home that is dedicated to those people who are still a very important part of our life, even though they may no longer be with us. It just dawned on me when you mentioned, you made a reference earlier, you know, this isn't Halloween. It's not the same thing. Can you talk about that, the the... the the fact that people sort of mix them up or, I don't know, is it the, the proximity with the dates, the darkness of it all? But this is very different. No, it's, it's Day of the Dead is nothing like Halloween. Um, I love Halloween. My kids love Halloween. I've enjoyed many Halloweens. But Day of the Dead is a very special uh, spiritual sacred time. It's a time for family. It's you, you want to welcome back the souls and the memories of those individuals. Halloween is about the, the ghosts scaring you and running away and a lot of fun, but it doesn't have that uh, life-affirming uh, quality to it that Day of the Dead does. Day of the Dead is about remembering and about embracing life in a way that Halloween is not. Cesario Moreno, thank you for this tour. This was great. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.